Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name is Robbie Engel, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Most of us get stuck in our relationships with God and others, and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? We develop relational, grace-based discipleship resources, equipping you with a toolbox of these resources to help you experience deeper relationships with God and others in your family, in your relationships, in your churches, in your teams. And we're developing these to serve you, to equip you as a growing group of men and women with these tools to help you experience uh, the being more fully known, fully loved, and fully alive, to experience the peace and the freedom of the original good news. And that's a little bit of what we're going to be talking about today. How do we experience this peace that we're looking for? But today, before we get into that, I just wanted to remind you, a lot of these tools are found on the True Face Life app. So if you go to App Store, Android, True Face Life, Download it. It's got the True His Conversations, small group conversation, uh, small group studies, the relational, the True Face journey. All of our resources are on there. And now is a great time to prayerfully consider leading a True Face journey that launches in August or September. So, two direct asks. Actually, pray about it. Should I invite three to four couples or six to eight? men or women into my life for nine months. Once a month for three hours, overnight trip on month three, we set you up to pour your cup into others. And so that's the first thing. Should you lead a group? And if so, go to trueface.org, check out the True Face journey. And the second thing is, uh, can you connect us with a leader in your church? Adult ministry, you can connect me to them to talk about how developing this discipleship initiative uh, serves as a to develop a pipeline of leaders to lead small groups and students in a church. And we've seen it in dozens of churches transform the culture of the church from the leader, from the volunteer, the health of that leader up. All right, so I want to jump into what I'm talking about today, which is uh, sharing with you something that I've been thinking about. It has to do with being more introspective, evaluating my motives, my longings, my anxieties in order to surrender, in order to receive, to replace lies with truth, to replace fear in my life with trust. So how often and how do you take inventory of your thoughts, of your motivations, of your fears? After all, These things are abstract, and they often take deep thought and earnest reflection to understand. Unlike our cars or other possessions that'll beep at us, or our kids when they go, Mom, 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 Dad, 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 when they need maintenance, our hearts and our minds don't always tell us when something's out of alignment or when something needs attention. In some ways, this is unfortunate because being connected to the true condition of our hearts and our minds is, is critical. It's essential in trusting and following Jesus. These inventories of our mind, of our heart, are critical in highlighting areas where we're stuck, where our fists are clenched, where I'm stubborn, where I'm missing out on the blessings that come with surrender. When I pray Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. 
See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That is my desire, to be led in the way everlasting. I long to experience the peace and the freedom the Father designed for me that Jesus made possible and that the Spirit makes accessible. I long to experience his love in greater depths, to taste the living water that my soul thirsts for. But I struggle to stay in those green pastures. Just this morning, I listened to the awesome song, Shall Not Want by Maverick City <clears throat> Music. And I read Psalm 23, one through three, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, his goodness and his mercy are following me. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And by the way, I wove the song and those verses together in case you're questioning uh, my version of the Bible I'm reading. But y'all, I want that. To, to be guided along the right paths for his name's sake, to lead be, beside quiet waters. But I've been feeling anxious about some things and I've been struggling to be present and experience that thing that's accessible to me. My fears are getting in the way of love, of relationships. I'm struggling to surrender, to be led beside quiet waters so my soul can be refreshed. I have had a hard time surrendering, a hard time of abiding. So I pray and I listen. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And how am I doing in response to the natural difficulties that come into my life? <clears throat> when, when stress and anxiety and trauma enters my life, what's my natural response? What, what am I leaning on? How do I find this peaceful place of surrender when the world turns upside down? When, I'm, when I have been taking inventory of my emotions lately, here's what I've been finding. I'm finding that most things in my heart, anxiety, fall into two categories. I believe that most of what limits my experience of God can be simplified into two main buckets. My worldly desires <clears throat> and my fears. What's pulling me in the worldly desires and what's pushing me in my fears. So join with me. How about we prayerfully take inventory of our minds to assess the conditions of our hearts. Let's take the time to practice together what this self-reflection looks like. Let's take the time to play the movie forward and use our imagination to explore the fulfillment of the, of the things that are, are driving us and see where they'll lead us. Let's, eval let's evaluate the validity and the soundness of what is pulling and what's pushing our decisions, our calendars, our emotions, our finances, our minds, and our hearts. So in doing that, let me assess the worldly desires that might be pulling us. The, these worldly desires that are pulling us to something else, play the movie forward in the imagination of it. First one, is my desire to have more money than I can spend? Like if I play it forward, like something like 
wanting, driving, yearning to have more margin to more money is my desire to have that. More money than I can spend. When I imagine this possession-filled world where I can buy and, and spend anything I can imagine, that misses the longings of my heart for peace. It's easy to look around at wealthy men and women as examples of, of them finding and buying whatever they want, but not having the peace that I'm really looking for. So another example, uh, is, it, is, is it being able to have all the indiscriminate and inconsequ inconsequential sex that any of us want? Because the world would tell us that that's happiness. Indiscriminate, inconsequential sex, that's what leads to happiness. But when we look around at the lives of men and women who have pursued the life of fulfilling their physical pleasures, it's pretty clear that shows us not, that, that it's not what it promises to be, or it's not going to give us what we're looking for. Another one the world would say often to me that it's selfishly pursuing hobbies and enjoyment all day, every day. Comfort, hobbies, having fun, doing what I love, that will lead to what I'm looking for. But we've got tastes of that, haven't we? That like, that appeal and that joy that quickly diminishes and doesn't lead us to what we're looking for. Another one might be fame. The world will tell us that being known and valued and admired by everybody is what will give us what we're wanting, what we're longing for. But we've had those glimpses of the fleeting high that come with accolades and affirmations from others. And you and I know that playing that movie forward, that, that fades. That's not what we're looking for. And, and here's a trickier one for me. Is ministry, is kingdom impact driving of us? Oh, if we could have that, reach that milestone of importance for the kingdom or impact in the kingdom to do something big, great, and significant where our name will be remembered beyond our lifespans. We look at the famous and significant Jesus followers and they don't seem to put any value and weight in their accomplishments. And even the ministry leaders who are having huge impact, that doesn't seem to, to meet that longing of their hearts of what they're looking for. So if those things are pulling us, the world is inundating us with these concepts that we'll find what we're looking for. What about the fears that might be pushing us? How much are we being pushed by our fears? Is it the fear of not living a life of purpose that's pushing me? Is it a fear of failing those closest to me? The fear of being, being embarrassed, of letting people down, fear of not providing the contingencies or what ifs, for, uh, sorry, fear of not providing for contingencies or what ifs, that we'll be caught in a bad circumstance and not be able to provide. Fears of not being healthy enough, physically, emotionally, spiritually to finish well, or are we afraid for the health and the personal faith of our children? When we evaluate our, our, the pulls and the pushes, the desires and the fears, these inventories evaluated with care, help, and intentionality are critical that, that sh they show us areas that we're stuck, where we're not trusting the Spirit and missing out on the fruit of the Spirit of joy, peace, and patience, where I'm limited in experiencing what I'm longing for. 
And the truth is, when I take control, I miss out on the better life that comes when God takes control. In James 4, 14 through 16, we're reminded that worry is something we're lovingly commanded to turn from. It says, why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we'll live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. The posture of surrender is the narrow and the hard path, but it is the only way to find real love and peace and freedom in surrender of I can't, you can, you did. We take the posture of humility saying I can't. In humility, I trust, I let God and others love me, meet my needs instead of finding them in my, on my own accord. I can't experience love without trust. Trust is what unlocks love. The thing that I'm looking for and longing for, that the lies of the desires and the fears are against. The pursuit of worldly desires and fears are gonna continuously block us from experiencing God's love unlocked through trust. The evil one uses these desires and these fears to confuse us, slow us down and distract us from what we were built for and what our Father longs for us to experience. Here's an inspiring charge from one of my favorites, Andrew Murray, in his devotional Abide in Christ. He says, yield yourself today to the blessed Savior. Surrender to him today the thing he's asking of you. Give up yourself in order to abide in him. He will bring you to himself. He will keep you trusting and abiding in him. You can trust him. Amen. Let it be so. And I'll leave you with some final questions. As you take inventory of your own hearts and your minds, but I want to offer some wisdom too. Often shame is nearby when we choose to reflect on our lives, of, of our fears, of our longings. So before we reflect, I pray that the Holy Spirit would remind us that we are holy and dearly loved saints. And that reflection simply shows us places where we're being invited into experience more of God's love. So the shoulds and, and the, the shame narratives don't have a place in that. So God, help us see ourselves clearly, knowing we are secure and beloved. And I'll leave you with a few questions. What worldly desires are pulling you? Do you know what they are? Put words to it. Play the music out. Play the movie out. And what fears are pushing you? Last, where is God inviting you to surrender, to unclench your hands so that he can pour into you his peace? Thanks, y'all. Appreciate you.